This is an extra episode of the A2 Schools podcast of a recent presentation to the Ann Arbor Public Schools Board of Education. We are now at the fall 2022 Rec and Ed update, and I understand Ms. Bacalor will be joining us um, via Zoom. Dr. Mm-hmm. Swift. Thank you, uh, trustees, uh, Madam President, members of the community. We normally share a fall, winter, and spring Rec and Ed update, and you can see uh, that Ms. Uh, Bacalor has put something together for us, and we're going to welcome her. Good evening, Ms. Bacalor. Good evening, trustees and Dr. Swift and community members. Well, as Dr. Swift mentioned, I um, am really excited to be here to um, provide this update. And really, it's going to be a brief update in three areas. I'll do a review of our summer programs and talk a little bit about fall program highlights and then end with an update on our extended day program, specifically the before and after school program. So with our summer programs and all, really all Reconet youth programs, we are aiming to create environments and experiences where students and youth can build friendships and community Um, where they have opportunities to experience and learn new things and learn new skills, whether it's a sports skill or art or whatever it may be. Um, And and an overarching goal is to always support youth health and well-being. So that, that kind of cuts across everything we do, but especially in the summer, we're really looking at those new experiences that students can, can try. Our goal for 2021 summer programming was to keep rebuilding. We are we are rebuilding um, our participation levels and programs from the 2020 school year. So the next few slides, I'm going to walk through some of the summer programs and show you a four-year date, four years of data on how we've done on that. So the f- next slide will show you our K-12 summer classes and camps. So as I mentioned, there are four years of data displayed here. The yellow bar is 2019, so the summer before the pandemic. The dark blue bar is the 2020 during the pandemic. 2021 is in orange and 2022 is in teal. And we're really looking for building back our programs from that 2020 um, year of pandemic. And as you can see, we're really happy we've had um, for summer 2022, 800 more registrations for summer camps. We've offered more camps and we're just like, I think we're all getting back in the swing of things. Um, A special shout out to our 145 high school volunteers. They came from every high school in our school district and did a great job mentoring and supporting our campers all summer long. And they, um, they're they just such a joy to have as part of our camp program. We also have seen increases for our early childhood camps and classes and, some, and other summer programs. So you'll see on the chart, on the left, I have preschool K-12 
camps and classes. And the, the classes include our, our baby classes, our zero to five classes that um, typically a parent or, or other adult person attends with that, that baby or toddler. And they have a great old time doing developmental activities together in those classes. Um, but we also have preschool camps. And those are often independent experiences that are doing all of those exploratory things. So you can see on the left group of bars, we are um, back up, even last summer, we were back up close to where we were pre-pandemic and we're holding steady and really um, enjoying time with families who, you know, this is their first introduction to AAPS usually. They're, they've got babies and toddlers um, and they're going to be future kindergartners. And speaking of that, our Safety Town program has had a huge comeback. These are entering kindergartners and they um, enjoy five mornings at an elementary school. And it's often the first time they've set foot in an elementary school, learning all kinds of safety um, instructions and, and how to be safe as they're growing up. And this, um, this is just such a joy. They're back at full capacity. And this picture shows our, quote, town where um, youth can um, learn how to be a pedestrian safely and how to be a bike rider safely. And finally, we have our summer youth league sports. So this summer we had four sports, um, tennis, high school volleyball, t-ball, and baseball softball. And this is the one area we saw a slight decrease. Um, and it's because our tennis program was much smaller and we also saw a slight dip in our youth baseball softball. And with our tennis program, we had a really hard time finding instructors um, who could actually be part of the camps. So that, that kind of hit. And then our baseball softball um, had a little bit of a hit. And, and unfortunately, or fortunately for them, maybe we do have, we, we see some, some students, some families choosing travel, baseball and softball. Um, so our T-ball numbers did go up. We're excited to see, see that. And this is another area where these are, these may be entering kinders or um, their, um, they've just finished their kindergarten year and this is their first ever team sport, which is really exciting and also hilarious. All right. Um, so that kind of wraps up the summer, the, the summer programs. Um, overall, we were really happy with um, our, you know, robust return to um, summer of fun with Reconed. I wanted to provide a few highlights from fall um, first, our after-school classes are going strong. If you are happen to be in an elementary building between about four and five or five thirty, you may see one of our art, music, science, nature classes going on. Break dance. Um, there are fifty-three classes going on around the school district, and about seven hundred fifty enrollments. And that's about the same as fall twenty-one. And what holds us back in this area is again. The, the staff and the organizations that provide after-school programming, they took a hit during the pandemic. And this is just an industry along with um, the childcare sector that has not rebounded as strongly as other industries. So um, we would be happy to offer more classes, but that's kind of what holds us back a bit on that in that regard. 
Um, I also wanted to mention our early childhood programs. They're not on the slide, but they are also doing really well. I think we have over 600 um, little people, zero to five, enrolled in our first steps and preschool classes. And we're offering new parent support groups too for that age group. Um, so moving on to our, the middle section of the slide, our youth team sports is doing awesome this fall. We are offering a whole variety of sports. We have over 3,000 current enrollments. That is an 8% increase over fall 21. And we haven't even started registration for one of our sports yet. Tomorrow, our flag football for young fives through eighth grade registration opens. And I've included a, a quick link in there for anybody watching who is interested in learning about flag football. It's a great program, um, really fun, no contact, and just have a great time on a Saturday or Sunday afternoon. Um, this in flag football happens to be also a, a shorter time commitment than some of our other sports. So finally, let's talk about adult enrichment, fitness, and yoga. This is how Reckon had started a hundred years ago was, was with um, classes for adult immigrants, actually, who were moving to Ann Arbor. And we continue to offer lots of different classes, many of them taught by community members who, who tell us, hey, I want to teach a class. And then we say, okay. And um, a lot of variety. We have 92 running um, 9% increase over fall 21. And again, we are still registering. So people can go to aarecadonline.com and find a class, find something you're interested in doing. Um, I know a couple of people who've never knitted before. They signed up for intro knitting and pen and ink drawing. There's fitness, yoga, you name it. Whatever the fitness trend is, we probably have a class for it. I'll tell you that. <laughs> so we're, we're um, excited to have so much going on this fall that is um, helping community members reconnect with each other through fun programs they can do and um, keeping people healthy and well. And finally, I will talk a little bit about our extended day program before and after care. And as you know, because I've come to you about on this topic a few times over the past year, we are working very hard to reopen more of our before and after care sites. So I'm happy to tell you we've had a 44% increase in students enrolled compared to last year. And part of this is because we're offering three different schedules. This is, I think, a lot more convenient for families, and we're serving more families because of that. Um, we have opened one, reopened one additional Reconet aftercare program at Angel, and that's going great. Um, I do want to mention to you, trustees and Dr. Swift, that 25% of the students enrolled in before and aftercare have some kind of fee waiver or scholarship, and that can range from a 25% fee waiver for their um, their child care fees to 100% of their fees are waived. And part of this is because we're able to, um, during the pandemic, we really formed a great partnership with the Child Care Network and their, specifically their family support program. Um, and there are seven families receiving scholarships from the Child Care Network's family support program that are near or total fee waivers. So that's, um, that's really 
great news. And, and one of the reasons that we, we are really focused on scholarship is because we've had to raise fees to pay for the higher wages for our, um, our before and after care workers. Um, and the good news is our, our redesign that we did where we added some new full-time jobs has worked to attract new candidates, people who probably would not have applied with us before because they wanted a full-time job. I think we have five or six staff in that category. Um, as Dr. Swift mentioned in the intro, we are really have challenged by, we are really challenged by the slow um, process of getting back the FBI fingerprints from the Bureau of Licensing and Regulatory Affairs at the state. Um, just this week, they sent out a notice to all child care centers and programs across the state saying, we're sorry, this is slower than usual. Do not contact us until it's been 45 days or longer since you, the fingerprints went in. And, you know, as, as Dr. Swift mentioned, um, over this has been an ongoing issue. I presented to you about this in March, and it's worse now. And what we have seen is that if it takes too long, our candidates who we really want to start working for us walk away because, of course, they do. They need to get a paying job. Um, so I I could go on. I'm going to tamp it down, but this is a very frustrating situation that we're in. Um, we have several candidates. We are ready to hire, but we have not gotten their prints back yet. And of course, it's an important safety um, safety check. We need to know that they don't have a criminal history, um, but it it just is taking a long time. However, as we add more staff, we will continue to reopen sites throughout the school year. And um, we look forward to and are dedicated to serving more families in AAPS with before and after care. Uh, Ms. Bacalor, before we uh, give it to the trustees for questions, I know that you have taken a task that the trustees have asked me for, and we will be following up. But uh, the comparison with those uh, providers who are our partners to see uh, the comparison between, you know, our statistics, like the one you offered on scholarship compared, uh, and just being able to give that report. And so I just want to acknowledge to those trustees who've requested that we do have that as a task, and we will be following up with that. The second piece is, trustees, I think you can see that uh, the reason we wanted to share this report this evening it's just to show the data that, that shows a, a full rebound of uh, the engagement of our students and families in our community programming. And so we have felt that in our schools. If you go to a school event, it's a big one right now because folks are out and they're heavily engaged. But I was very uh, delighted to see Ms. Bachelor's data and was anxious to share that with you all. It, it is a fall rebound, 2022, uh, really approaching or at the levels of the pre-pandemic levels. So I'm very proud of that. Okay. Thank you, Ms. Becklor. Appreciate Thank all you. the hard work and your team. Please keep it up. Thanks so much. Thank you, Ms. Becklor. Thank you for listening to this extra episode of the A2 Schools podcast, featuring a recent presentation to the Ann Arbor Public Schools Board of Education. 
Please subscribe to our podcast to hear Superintendent Swift talk about important AAPS issues and more. You can find out more about AAPS at a2schools.org. Thank you.